0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. You are listening to the It's Not About You podcast. I am Felicia Baird and I will be chatting with social entrepreneurs and other inspirational people around the world about all things lifestyle, business, and how they're giving back to the communities around them all at the same time. I hope you guys are all buckled in and let's do this. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning into to the It's Not About You podcast. I can't believe it's almost February. I had one of those moments today where I'm just like, where has the time gone? Like this January usually goes by so slow for me because of it being so cold and so dark, but it just flew. So I hope that you guys have the same experience and it's not too dreadful for you. Um, and I hope that you guys are all kicking butt and accomplishing your goals. My boyfriend got me a desk for Christmas, so I have just, like, set it up with all of these things that I want to accomplish and all these to-do lists, so it's really cool to actually look up at a board and see everything I want to accomplish instead of just winging it and writing down all these to-do lists and leaving them all over the coffee table because that was where I worked before. So <laughs> I feel really organized and I feel good about 2018. Um, but yeah, I can't believe this week has, this month has just flown by crazy. The next guest is a good one. She is the founder of Next Gen Vest, which is a program that makes it easy for students to be able to talk about someone about the contracts and the loans that they're signing up for to go to school. How cool is that? So students can just like message her and her team and talk about the big wording in the loans that they don't understand. They can understand the interest rates that they have. They help them set up a payment plan so that way when they get out of school, they're not completely overwhelmed with all of the debt that they have. Everyone has to get loans. Well, most people have to get loans. And it's like such a common thing. And I absolutely wish it was around when I was going to school because I know the exact feeling of signing up for a loan and not really knowing what you're signing up for. And it could be overwhelming and you just do it because that's what you have to do. And these guys make it easy. It's a big brother, big sister vibe. And it just breaks it all down for you. And it's just someone that can help you speak about all of the things that you're going through um, in terms of money. And I think that that's so important. No one talks about it as much as they should. So I think she's killing it. Her name is Kelly Peeler and she is funny, relatable, um, so, so smart. And she I fell in love with her the minute I watched her TED Talk. So I think that you will enjoy everything about her too. Um, if you like these podcasts and you like what I'm doing on these podcasts, then feel free to subscribe and give me a rating. Um, I would love to hear what you guys think about it. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. Bye, guys.
1: So at NextGenVest, we provide um, 24-7 uh, financial help, um, specifically around student loans um, and financial aid, uh, all over text message. Um, so uh, any student can, um, they're filling out you know, key forms or um, uh, trying to negotiate their college tuition or understand their student loan payments, they can, they can connect with um, a real human um at eleven o'clock at night on a Sunday when they might be stressed about it. Um and the broader goal of NextGenvest is really to be um the financial partner for Gen Z. Um so in the US, um the average college student graduates with about thirty seven thousand dollars in student loan debt. Uh it's easily the biggest financial decision of their lives. Um and despite that, uh they leave about uh Three billion dollars of free federal aid, meaning free money that they could qualify for, unclaimed um, because they have to fill out a bunch of forms. Um, so we make that a lot easier and and uh, ultimately help have helped over fifty thousand students um, access thirty nine million dollars in financial aid as opposed to taking out more in loans in the past year. That's
0: insane. That what like those.
1: <laughs> those
0: statistics are crazy like that people are graduating with that much debt I mean the states is far more expensive than Canada to go um, to school but that is insane so did you did you graduate with that much debt is that what has inspired you to do this
1: um you know I um uh luckily I did not I did not meet the national average I worked to pay a fair amount of my own way through college um uh but um but that also just to put a number on that um that means that obviously a lot more people have <laughs> way more than thirty-seven thousand dollars. if that's the average um but what really inspired um invest was uh was a few things one um this is the third organization or company um, that i've built focused on um, helping students um i've developed a, few, a bunch of things in college that uh, were around promoting and and empowering women, um, for college women. I left, um, a few of those organizations to then start, um, a student run incubator in Iraq, um, my senior year of college. Um, so I, after the Iraq war, um, I thought it would be interesting to take a totally different approach to economic development. Um, and this was in, in like 2009 or 2010, um, and, uh, and really making it about empowering um, students to rebuild their own economy um, so went over to Iraq helped students over there build and sell a few companies um, and then uh, so so long story short is I love I love um, whether it's you know post-war zone students or college women or now highly indebted students I personally love building products and services for um, the student demo um, and then on the total flip side I had um, studied the history of financial crises as an undergraduate um, at Harvard, and during the housing crisis, um, and was recruited to work at J.P. Morgan um, in the investment bank covering um, financial institutions like banks, broker-dealers, and uh, that's really where I started. I was uh, making a few like larger, um, hundred million dollar cross asset allocation portfolios, um, and. Uh, was was kind of tasked with figuring out ways to think about the student loan market um, and how how like an investment thesis could kind of come out of that, and that's really really where I kind of started to get my hands dirty, understanding um, how first of all massive it is. Um, so 1.5 trillion dollars in student loan debt outstanding, more than auto and credit cards um, in the U.S. Uh, but then also how slightly you know predatory and complex. Um, the whole uh, industry um, really is, and how it would completely negatively affect um, the financial health of the user that I love, which are students. Um, So I left NextGenBest really with the broader ambition of saying, okay, could I use this really awful experience, the experience of taking out student loans, not understanding how it will impact your future life, and not being able to, to declare personal bankruptcy on any of those loans, so basically, like, they'll stay with you forever. And use it to flip that, flip that experience on its head and actually use that as an opportunity to think about, um, can I build the next major financial institution specifically catered for Gen Z, um, in a trusted, um, data first, um, and convenient way.
0: Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So you've always just been super into helping people and, um, you just geared it towards students.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, and, and I've definitely felt lucky that I, um, uh, know that I enjoy working with students. Um, I certainly, uh, kind of got clued into that in college. Um, but yes, I would say overall, we really, our whole team feels like we're really, our broader services, um, is really just helping pretty vulnerable students, um, with big complex things. Mm-hmm. So bringing it back
0: all the way to before you had started this, so you're working at a company and you realized you wanted to, you know, make your own company to help students. How did you, how did that, what was the thought process to that and how long did it actually take to get that off the ground?
1: Um, it's taken, I mean, it's multiple years, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, and multiple different iterations. So we actually started with, um, the broader vision has always been the same, but it's taken different product forms. Um, so, for example, I, I initially started the company um, with uh, the idea of, okay, let's educate students mm-hmm. um, on all these different things. So, I built um, and sold uh, online tutorials and classes on on personal finance topics um, because. 17 states in the u.s. Require a financial literacy course and our kind of broader Idea was okay. Let's let's be that service and let's educate students, but then continue the relationship with them through college Um, And what we kind of figured out is that students really don't want to (laughs) learn About these things. They actually just want convenience and they want to go to from point a to point B and they want um You know someone who can be giving them advice when they need it not when they don't um so education though in theory is and financial literacy in theory is is really um great uh in practicality um the 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 actual advice giving that we do now meaning very customized um and 24 7 and over sms is much more um i guess a lot more kind of helpful for students in their in their day-to-day lives
0: Mhm. So when you said that someone can message at like 11 p.m., did I will get in I uh, will ask more questions about that, but did, how did you come up with the um a way of texting? Like how like what made you think that that was obviously the way that the the next generation's going to be communicating? No one really gets on the phone anymore. Um did you feel like that was a pivotal part of your business decision?
1: Yeah, I mean the um I think that the the broader so so, kind of to take a little bit of a step back, um, our user is 17 to 23 years old. Um, so they are firmly what's called Gen Z. Um, the and they represent the 70 million people who will enter, excuse me, the financial system for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what um, really kind of why we we started with that specific age range and that demographic is because gen z has a total, you know just like millennials are very different from baby boomers gen z are totally different in terms of their behavior patterns um than millennials um so uh if you think about uh you know a a 19 year old kid now their attention span is totally different than a you know 32 year old um, or a millennial their uh, debt profile is totally different than a millennial their um, brand loyalty is um, totally different than a millennial to existing financial institutions. So um, yes, to answer your question, um, the, the SMS or the texting component really fit into that first bucket, which is where, where is the attention of, um, of our user or Gen Z on the whole? And the answer to that is, is, is that it's on messenger platforms. Um, so whether that's Snapchat or, or texting um, or kick um, mm-hmm. messenger platforms are really where Gen Z has grown up, um, as opposed to millennials, which are quote unquote digital first. So, like websites and really great mobile experiences um, are, are really kind of the where innovation has happened um, for building products and services for millennials. For Gen Z, our thesis is that attention is um, so much less that it's it's really on messenger platforms, and so. If you're thinking about building that larger vision of a financial institution, um, how do you build the brand for that? And for us, the brand building really comes um, in the form of things like memes and GIFs um, Mm -hmm. over text message. Um, So yes, I would say that's a very long-winded way of saying that Um, we see SMS and that medium as being critical to developing a really trusted and convenient relationship for our users.
0: So students hear about you through school, I'm guessing mostly, or is it all of your ads that you're throwing on these these platforms?
1: Uh, so we don't we don't really run any ads, um, but uh, yeah, we most um, students end up hearing about us from their like their schools, so their college counselors, I'd say. Um, and the reason, and we do a lot of outreach to to schools, um, but. Uh, so for reference, we, we serve 20% of college bound students in New York, 20% of college bound students in Philadelphia. Um, so when we, we launch a city, we really kind of quickly become the, the go-to resource.
0: Mm. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so then what was it like getting, so are all these people that are, um, accessible to these students, are they, um, volunteer or do they get paid?
1: We pay them. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, uh, and that was a, a definitive kind of um, uh, choice. Um, and uh, mainly because the people who are available are, are older students, so their older college students who have gone through the process before. And it's really important to us that we are giving, you know, we're sort of, our community, we're, we're lifting our broader community up, meaning that, you know, our money mentors are the people who are giving the advice Um, they, uh, they have to be really great and they have to learn a lot of things and they have to be, you know, keep up to date with all of our training. But we also feel like, um, if they are a college student and dealing with their own loans, we should be paying them. (laughs) Um, so, so yes, we pay them. So when that was going to be my next question,
0: like if they had to go to school for a certain amount of thing to be someone that works for you, or it, it sounds like you give them all the training as they go. Um, Because your motto, correct me if I'm wrong, is like it's supposed to be like them feeling like they're texting a big brother or a sister about a financial problem. Just kind of that relationship.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yes, they are. um, We like to we say, you know, money mentors. It's a little, um, uh, you know, less assuming than like a financial advisor, which sounds scary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean. Um, as, as I mentioned before, as a student of financial crises, um, in college, uh, you know, I really kind of studied how people behave around money throughout history Mm -hmm. and, and how they make decisions around money, whether that's, you know, leading up to a financial crisis or after, or like the mania associated with it. And, you know, the, the thing that's kind of always been the case is that people make money decisions, um. By really by tapping into trusted, uh, a trusted group of a small trusted group. So whether that's like you know you know 70 years ago that's walking down the street to um, a local banker um, and asking like for for a loan. Um, now it's all online. So like the medium has changed, but that I that way that people um, across history have made money decisions has really stayed the same. And the, the similarity across all of them is a trusted relationship um and so that's really important to our broader brand and the product is that we want a student to feel like they have a trusted relationship um just in a hyper convenient like mode for them
0: what was it like hiring your first your first person on your team
1: Mm. it was um uh it was it was great i mean it was exciting (laughs) um i wasn't i i did it a lot um uh, I mentioned the, the like education courses. I, uh, you know, did all the in- immediate things like myself, um, and so it's it was definitely nice to have someone to <laughs> give some of the work to. <laughs> um, and, um, but um, but now we're kind of in a cool um, spot. Our team's growing, and that comes with lots of other challenges. But um, lots of um, you know our team is of people who are. Pretty passionate about broadly the the problem that we're solving and also helping students. So it's it's definitely fun.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Once once I saw your TED talk and I read about what your company is about, like I was so excited. Like I was like, this is something that people just don't. People don't talk about this kind of stuff, and that is my issue too. Like, I took out a student loan for um, school, and it was just kind of like, okay, we'll sign this piece of paper, and here's $10,000, and you know, you just kind of go through it, and you don't really think about what your payment plan is going to be, um, how you're going to, and if someone asked me what my, like, how much. What, what percentage rate or whatever of giving back uh, like how much interest is on it? like I wouldn't know the answer to that either. So okay. I just I think it's awesome that someone is is taking charge and it's it's a group of people our age that are helping the next generation. Um, because you had said that thirty percent of people drop out of college due to financial stress.
1: Yeah, thirty percent of students who take out loans drop out of college um, due to the financial anxiety. Um, Which is, if you think about it, just the absolute worst case scenario Mm -hmm. (laughs) in terms of your longer, like, broader credit worthiness. Um, So that means that, you know, say you've gotten in two years um, and you've taken out loans to pay for those two years, um, and then you drop out. So that means that you both have to pay off those loans still that you had taken out for those two years, but you don't have the degree that makes you, that increases your, um, earnings potential. So, um, that is just really the worst possible place that you could be in. And it's a, obviously a huge number and percentage. <laughs> um, so that, and that primarily as well affects low income students. Um, so students who, and in our core, our core audience is our, our low to middle income students who, you know, are either navigating this all by themselves, um, as like first generation college students or, um, people who, you know, don't really have the, the support or network or role models to be able to know how to get help, Mm -hmm. um, otherwise. Um, so, so anyway, preventing that from happening is, um, I would say definitely in our realm of what we're trying to, um, help students avoid.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, I mean, obviously, people need to take out loans f- to help their financial state, but do you think parents you know kind of understand what they're getting their kid into, or do you think that they just think like this is the way to do it? This is what you have to do <laughs> uh, you just take out a uh, loan to pay for school
1: yeah, I mean, I would say that uh a lot of um, a lot of people really just have no like and this is this is why I say um. <laughs> a lot that I, I'm a big believer that the, the next financial crisis in the U.S. is rooted in the student loan market, mm-hmm. um, and the reason why I say that is because I see a lot of very similar leading indicators um, around the dynamics of the student loan market um, that I have it, across hundreds of years of financial crises <laughs> um, as a student of financial crises. Um, so one of them is a change in consumer identity. Uh, and what that means is, right now, to go to college in the U.S. is um, really tied to the identity of success for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what what that means is, uh, you know, to to be an 18 year old, like every 18 year old, um, ultimately like thinks that college is cool and that it will make them successful and that um, they ultimately want to go. And families are aligned in that too. Um, and I draw the comparison to um, home ownership in you know 2005 2006 2007 leading up to the 2008 um housing crisis um you know owning uh, a home or two homes was part of what uh the american dream and identity was really tied to um and so the reason why that that change in consumer identity is important is because it 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 makes it a self-fulfilling prophecy um so you you see um, consumers making a logical or not rational economic decisions um, because it is it is tied to their identity um, form of success. Um, so that's a, again, a long-winded way of answering your question of do I think that people know what they're signing themselves up for? I think they, no, <laughs> yeah. um, not full. Um, uh, and I would argue as well that um, sometimes that's on purpose. So we see lots of fraud um, or misleading like paperwork, mm-hmm. uh, forms, where that's actually intentional that people don't really know what they're signing up for, um, which is also another leading indicator of a financial crisis are spikes in fraud. Um, But uh, yeah, the short answer I would say is is no, most people do not think about um, it in the kind of nuts and bolts, um, actual real calculations way. It's just sort of like, I get into college, I take out loans, it's it's what everyone does.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you find that a lot of the students that are coming in and getting your advice, do they do they work um, or just going to school?
1: Um, like, say that they, one more
0: time. The kids that are coming in um, to to get to help ask for advice and stuff like that. Do they normally work while they're in school, or are they just going to school?
1: Um, it, it's a it's a mix. So, so um, you know, a lot of students get what's called work study. Which is basically like on-campus jobs that have tax benefits, and that's that's considered to be part of their financial aid. Um, so I would say that a lot of them do that, um, but uh, and do you know like part-time jobs in the summer. But it's not how. So something that really happens a lot um, uh, is is that that you know baby boomers, meaning like their parents, don't really have a lot of empathy for the, you know, this massive student loan problem because, um, when they went to college, it was totally different. So you hear a lot of rhetoric around, um, you know, older people saying things like, uh, when I was in college, like I paid my way through, or mm-hmm. you know, I, why do I you know, like they, they almost talk about loans as if, as if students are lazy. <laughs> and the thing is that, um, uh, the going to college, um, 30 years ago, First of all, the student loan market didn't really even exist. Um, so uh, that the you know the higher education prices have increased a thousand percent in the thirty years. So the the ability to actually like pay your way through college has become you know pretty inconceivable um, for most people who are then also trying to obviously balance like a course load.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's an unfair statement <laughs> for them to make um, for sure. So you obviously revolve a lot of what you do around giving back um, to people, and I think that's amazing. Were your parents like that too when you were growing up, um, and is that where you got it from? Uh,
1: yeah, I always. Um, yeah, I mean, my mom. My mom started her own law practice, so she's definitely an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, and that was really out of necessity because she she had two kids and, like, running around trying to trying to raise us um, and working in like a corporate law firm was sort of untenable at the time. So she started her own, um, really for like both the flexibility to, to kind of do both. Um, so I definitely saw that. I, I, I mean, I've been, I, I started like making and selling things as like an 11 year old, um, uh, and you know, would get money that way. I would, uh, dumpster dive and, (laughs) And then um, make it look like antiquey and then sell it to people and made a fair amount of money doing that. Um, so I've always liked the idea of like selling things and, um, making stuff, um, whether it's for more like allowance money or, um, just the process of going from like nothing to something. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, my parents are, and, uh, have always, um, kind of instilled an idea of you know broader community service um and and giving back um since we were very little for sure mm-hmm so they
0: were obviously very supportive of your your new venture of starting this
1: um yeah i mean i guess i would i, I would say kind of on the whole um i would say <laughs> the idea of like quitting a job a nice paying job at on wall street maybe was not the you know the top of both of their lists um from a financial security standpoint but um yeah i'd say it i'd say overall they i'm um, pretty proud of what what we've been able to accomplish so far
0: um so when you how how much are you still involved in the business right now and how many employees do you do you have
1: um definitely very involved yeah in it. <laughs> but, um one of the reasons why we're doing this on Sunday is because um my days are like jam packed throughout the week um actually one of my other team members is in our office right now, um, working, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, I do anything, my kind of core areas of focus are really around recruiting and hiring mm-hmm. so that we can put the right people in the right seats, um, and, and grow, um, as a company. Um, uh, so really that, and then, um, working with, our um other stakeholders so whether it's our board or investors or advisors um to really make sure that we're kind of going the right direction um and and then also on like kind of like day-to-day operations um and making sure we're tracking towards the the weekly and monthly goals that we're setting
0: mm-hmm. yeah so what do you do uh what do you do for your your you time your your downtime
1: um i <laughs> Uh, the, the little that I have, um, <laughs> I, try to, I try to, uh, go to yoga a fair amount. Um, in the mornings, I usually get up and, uh, um, go to, uh, yeah, go to yoga. Um, and then I also like paint a lot. So I host a painting class, um, which, uh, which is relaxing. So I like doing, I like being creative and hopefully de-stressing with some yoga. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zenning Zenning the creative energy through. (laughs) That's great. Um,
0: What would you say to anyone that is, you know, currently wanting to start something big for themselves um, and for other people and then, like, just don't know where to go with it?
1: Um, I would say, uh, first and foremost, um, the, you know, there is this magical thing called the internet and Google <laughs> and YouTube that exists. Um, so you can kind of teach yourself anything, um, which is totally different in terms of how um, people have um, built company, or, you know, had access to be able to build companies in the past, where you, you would have had to have gotten like a nice MBA um, or gone to like graduate programs or uh, you know, only had access to certain groups of people now it's like you can you can teach yourself how to code you can teach yourself how to throw up a website you can mm-hmm. teach yourself um pretty much any element of a business um so what i would say is like don't be afraid to google things <laughs> for like first and foremost um uh that's that's a totally different area of access point that people even you know obviously 20 years ago didn't have um to the extent that we do now and the second thing i would say is um you know, you, anyone can be an entrepreneur in outside, not not in the concept of, of starting a like tech company. So whether that is, you know, um, being like selling stuff on eBay or, um, being like a quote unquote entrepreneur within a company. So starting a line of business or starting a a new group. Um, I think there's a lot of glamor around like the kind of Silicon Valley, um, entrepreneur, but really what that just means is, um, you know, trying stuff out and trying to start something, um, it doesn't have to be at a huge scale. It could, you know, literally be selling stuff online. Um, but I would say to just kind of start, start small and, and try to go from there. (laughs) Um, something, something just, um, so
0: when students come to you and you said that you make like a customized plan, um, what, what would a customized plan look like for them?
1: Yeah. So, um, it would be anything from like keeping them on track with reminders. Um, so sending them message reminders to, um, uh, to then helping filling out all the key forms to then, um, once they've kind of, you know, taken out loans is actually, um, doing things like we will help them compare or excuse me, um, put all their information in like one spot. So what's really confusing and complex for the student loans in particular is that a lot of students, like you kind of mentioned before, don't really know how much they owe. Mm -hmm. So what that means is like step number one is like, let's make sure you know how much you owe um, and get all that information in one spot and explain it to you. Step number two is then let's help you come up with a plan on how to pay that off. So that could mean um, giving you options of different majors and how that ties to um, salaries. Um, it could mean um, helping you understand, uh, like, so your, your actual academics that you're taking, your resume, your, um, you know, what activities you're doing this summer. So all of those things ultimately will help you um, pay off your loans because it's making you, you more employable. Um, so it's kind of on, like, the, the qualitative side. On the more quantitative side, um, doing things like helping you set up bank accounts and build credit. Um, because if you have a good credit score, you um, students can have the opportunity to, to refinance their student loans and lower their interest rates on their loan payments. But if you don't have any credit, you can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's a combination of both increasing employability, um, so that you're making you're potentially making more money after college, but then also like um, inc- improving your broader financial health, um, so that you have more opportunities to be able to. Um, both pay off those loans and, and do it, uh, faster. So
0: when you said that you, you know, go through options and let them know the salary you, you, a lot of the times you, you will just help them pick out like a major and, and get them on the right track. It's, did I understand that correctly?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of students like randomly choose their majors. So
0: mm-hmm. exactly.
1: Oh yeah. I, I like, I like this one teacher. Well, that's like not the way to think about it, really, (laughs) Um, in terms of like how to think about how I'm going to pay off one hundred fifty thousand dollars in loans. It should be an actual like calculation of, okay, if I study computer science, I can make seventy thousand dollars coming out of college versus if I study, you know, I'm I'm just making this up right now, but like philosophy, I might I might be able to make, you know, like a forty thousand dollar job just right there over, you know, four years is, um, really compounds to your broader, uh, earnings potential.
0: And so they'll just like, you just sit down with them and come up with a whole plan. Do you ever meet them face to face or is it all through digital, like through the the web?
1: Yeah, it's all through SMS. Um, so we're actually, we we actually aren't sitting them down. (laughs) We are, um, we're kind of texting them these, um, these pieces of advice, um, in a, in a non-threatening way, I guess I would say. So mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff sounds like pretty scary. I'm kind of like, ugh, like super overwhelming to students. So we we text, we communicate these things in a like kind of fun way. So whether it's like sending memes or GIFs um, and kind of taking the load off of the, the anxiety around it so that it's actually like, okay, let's come up with a plan and then do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just ignore this for until I have to start paying it off.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's um, <laughs> how many, I, I mean, all of my big money worries <laughs> come to me kind of in the middle of the night. Um, it'll be like, I fall asleep and then I wake up and I'm like, crap, like this is going to happen and this this is going to happen. Do you get a lot of midnight SMSs, texts?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Our, our highest traffic volume is 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Wow. Um, Which I say is relevant because you know uh nothing else is open then <laughs> um so your pa- I and mean, like your parents might be asleep your college counselor is definitely not going to be available to you um so we're kind of it
0: wow yeah, yeah. so that's- so someone's just always on standby to take a take a stressful text yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome because uh, sometimes you just wish that you could just text anyone about that stuff at all times
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I love what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Um, I definitely wish that something like that was around when, you know, I was going through school. So I think that's a huge thing. Um, How does it feel to like, I know I had asked you this on the the pre-call, but like give a TED talk and like talk to these students and see them in person. Like, do you think that that really helps that they could put like a face to the the brand a little bit?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I hope so. (laughs) Um, I think that Uh, you know, we, I do a lot of press and I really talk about this stuff a lot in, in the news because, um, first of all, it needs to be talked about. So Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of our users are, are, you know, like teenagers. So it's really hard for them to know whether the experience that they're going through is, um, normal or like they're being preyed upon. And so, uh, you know, like imagine as a 19 year old kid you are getting defrauded, you don't know if that's normal or if like you don't know what your consumer rights are, basically. Mm-hmm. Um so I that's why I really do a lot or try to do as much as possible around, you know, just saying, hey, this stuff doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> you know, like a kinda of, and we really view our brand as really advocates for um for vulnerable students who otherwise would have like no voice in saying um, maybe it doesn't make sense that I don't even have interest rates on the loan paperwork that I'm signing. <laughs> like maybe there should be more um, information given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, our, our philosophy has been to put like a, a face, hopefully a, my a friendly face to our brand um, as someone, as people who are as a representation of people who are like actively looking out on a human basis, not just kind of like a big, um, you know, unwieldy like brand uh but actually make it over humanizing it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think um a lot of people i think just assume that they're the only ones that are going through financial struggle and that everyone else you know seems to have it figured out so to to let them know that they're not alone and that i think is a really great thing to do thank you (laughs) (laughs) no problem so um Yeah, I think that I've, you know, kind of covered all the questions and whatnot that I have. And I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Do you have anything that you want to add for anyone that would be listening?
1: Um, Sure. So we actually have a bunch of international students as well, um, or ones who transfer. So anyone can can sign up to get help if they want. They can just go to nextgenbest.com. And uh, and yeah, if if, um, any of what I've been talking about is... It's like oh wow yeah maybe I should get a second mm-hmm. opinion of things um, we'd be more than um, happy to help you. Cool I have another question actually that just came to my mind yeah. um, do you are you able to ever
0: talk to these um, students before they take out a loan or do the majority of people that yeah, come to you you no, kind we, of already
1: yeah no we we prefer that and we um, that's we um, that's why we help students fill out their FAFSA is actually to help them uh, so we start our relationship generally. The ideal way is to start it like um, uh, in 11th grade before you've kind of even gotten your heart set on a particular school. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like the earlier, the better for us is um, when we, uh, when the majority of our users, when we start talking to them. Oh, it's good to know. That's a great time yes. to, time to catch
0: someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate your time and yep. uh, energy on this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, have a great day. Bye.
1: You too. Bye. Bye.